Boom, and welcome back to another episode of Seminole Sideline 365. Found an interesting topic came up today that I want to quickly address. Uh, as we all know, the Keon Coleman recruitment is still going on. Something I'll probably drag on for a couple more weeks, I would expect. But as he's taking his visits, more and more news will come out. But I think as he concludes his visit at, in Oxford with Ole Miss, a lot of articles are starting to come out about is it actually the best fit for him and what he wants to do with his career moving forward. So uh, as you've probably seen flooding Twitter and, and everything, I'm just catching up with it today. Um, there's a lot of reasons that point to why Keon Coleman could take, make this his, his next destination after Michigan state. And I want to hear from you all in the chat. Do you think Florida state or Oxford is the best fit for him? Lane Kiffin versus Mike Norvell offenses. Um, I didn't really think about this and, and I know he's had 50 plus offers. It seems like right now, but it didn't really hit me until now that, Florida State does actually have a lot of legit competition for this guy's services, and it could be a school like Ole Miss, who was 8-5 and five last year, right? It may not be a, a blue-blood program like an Alabama um, or a Michigan. It may actually be somewhere where he can just really express himself in a, in a competent offense, unlike Michigan State. And the more and more I read about this, you may say, well, Keith, you know, or KB, like this, this, you know, Ole Miss was 8-5, and five, like Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin's all talked, and, it, you know, it's – you know, that's all he is, is, is all talk, all talk, da, da, da. But when you look at the numbers, uh, when you when you compare the numbers and look at these two players together or two offenses together, they're not that they're not that much different. So you have to look at who they brought in. So uh, uh, Ole Miss brought in this offseason. Uh, they brought in two receivers. In fact, they brought in uh, Chris Marshall and Trey Harris. Uh, Chris Marshall's nothing to really care about at this point in time. Uh, former five-star, as you can see here, from Texas A&M. He's had 100 career yards. He's still a developmental guy that's trying to figure out who he is as a player. Uh, and he's coming to, to Lane Kiffin to try to revive his, you know, revive his uh, development cycle. Trey Harris, though, is a stud uh, at Louisiana, uh, at, at Louisiana uh, or sorry, uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, he had over 1,000 yards, I think, there. He, he's done it at a lower level. But he's he's got production to prove uh, to prove that he's got the talent. The reason I bring this up is because when you look at their that their depth chart, and, and this is a guy, Keon Coleman said that he wants to come into an offense where he can be the guy. He wants to be showcased. He wants to be the guy. He wants to showcase what he can do, and he wants to put up numbers. That is what he has said publicly. And he's you know that there's so there's no mystery mystery about where he wants to go and why he wants to do what we what he wants to do. So you look at Ole Miss's depth chart here. You see their two transfers are right here. So they lost. They lost. Uh, you know, they lost a guy to the NFL um, in uh, uh, what's his name? I, I'm forgetting the guy's name right now. But they lost a guy to the NFL last year um, in uh, Jonathan Mingo. He was a second round pick. So they just send the guy to the NFL as a second round pick. Um, and then they lost uh, another guy. They basically lost their top two receivers to uh, to either draft eligibility or, or or to the draft as a pick. Um, this is they lost. So last year, just to flip back and forth here, you can see here Jonathan Mingo drafted 861 yards last year. Malik Heath, uh, he undrafted to the Packers, um, but a big play receiver for them. Jordan Wilkins comes back. He's a transfer from Louisville. Uh, he'll be back. He's a slot guy. Um, so kind of how we're going to, you know, Winston Wright, uh, Michael Pittman usage right there, uh, medium production there for, for his time. But, uh, you know, he does what he does in there in the uh, uh, in the slot. So once again, then everything kind of trails off from there. But as you can tell, they're trying to replace the production of these two guys here and see if they can take it over the top. So they brought the two new guys in on their depth chart. Uh, does that scare off? Does that scare off uh, 
Keon Coleman? I don't think so. Because once again, Chris Marshall hasn't done anything yet. I think they're trying to see if they can get a better player to, to be this X receiver because they know what Trey Harris has. They know what Jordan Wilkins can do in the slot. And I think they're still looking for a player to replace this production of, of, of losing Mingo for a thousand yard receiver. And, and so that, I think that's what they're trying to sell to him right now. If, if I'm Lane Kiffin, that's what I'm trying to sell to him right now. Now you may say, but KB, Florida State's offense, you, you got Jordan Travis, Heisman hype, da, da, da. Well, you got to remember, they have Jackson Dart, too. Jackson Dart threw for just less than – only 300 yards less than Jordan Travis did last year, right? Uh, this is a kid that can – he ran for more yards than Jordan Travis did the last year, I believe, and he threw just for 300 yards less than. So you can't say that's going to be a big step down in total offense because Jackson Dart can really throw the ball as well, right? Now, you could say, well, Florida State's going to be competing for something for the ACC title this year, or that's the expectation. And that is true. I think Florida State, from an achievement level, they're going to be playing for a little bit more this year. I would expect them to, based on who they have coming back. But we can't say, well, Ole Miss doesn't have a quarterback who can't throw the ball. No, they absolutely do have a guy that can throw the ball. And they and they had the, a top 30 offense last year. So it's, it's not like this is a, a huge step down in terms of offensive capabilities. Now, let's go back to the Florida State. So we looked at the Ole Miss depth chart. They have a guy clearly that they can replace. So they, they can recruit over in Chris Marshall, who, who's another transfer coming in. When we look at Fleur Safe Step Chart again, obviously you're not going to take Johnny well, Wilson off the board. You haven't brought in any transfers from the transfer board. You've actually lost more guys in receiver room, which you probably need to do. Micah Pittman to Utah. Uh, you lost uh, Malik, uh, Malik McClain to Penn State. So you lost depth from your receiver room, which is probably a net positive for Fleur State in their pursuit of Keon Coleman. This is a position right here where you could say, hey, we're going to slot you in right at the Z position or, or rotate you in Johnny Wilson at times. But Darren, uh, Darren Williamson, I think a lot of fans like his potential. But once again, this is a guy that has not been consistently on the field to showcase for a full season what he has. Deuce Fan, once again, developmental player, has athletic potential, has not shown it and put it all together as a transfer. And then Vidaris Jacobs is a true freshman. I would not expect him to come in and have – a big play, he may showcase some special teams and some unique plays on the field like we saw in the spring game. But I wouldn't expect him to come in and, and, and be that instant impact player. Neither would I with a high Keen Williams either. So that's what it, it seems like Florida State and Ole Miss are trying to sell him with the same thing, right? We have one open role as a starting receiver on this depth chart if you if, if, if you want it. But one school is brought in transfers to try to fill that hole versus Florida State's trying to fill it with available basically roster guys they have on the roster right now. Now, if you bring on Keon, is that going to piss off Darian? Is he going to go in portal? Is Deuce going to, you know, is that going to be a disgruntled room? I don't think they care at this point because I, I feel like if they're recruiting this guy, they know he they're going to fit him in. It's just they have they know they need him to put them over the top. Now, if we lose out on him, it's not the end of the day, right? We I don't think we believe that's the end of the day. But I think both schools, Old Miss and Florida State, are selling the exact same thing. And I think they both have equal pitches. That is why I believe it comes down to the NIL side of things. And that's what a lot of these articles are starting to say is if Florida State gets outbid by Old Miss, and I'm, I'm not educated on what Old Miss's NIL packages look like, but they've done pretty well in the portal so far since Lane Kibben's taken over. They had a top 10 class this year. Last year, I think they were top five. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong there. But every single year, they've been competitive in the portal 
And it's not just Lane Kiffin's personality. Let, let's say that. A lot of it has to do with their ability to – they had the number two transfer class in 2022. Remember, it was good. So a top two class uh, transfer class last year. So they have – it's not just his personality. They have their NIL S in place, right? So I think this will come down to a bidding war, honestly. If it comes down to Ole Miss and Florida State, because they have that playing time available, if it comes down, it's going to come down to who can put together the right package. Both schools are in the South. He's from Louisiana. I don't think ge- geography is going to come down to who he picks. It's going to come down to what is the best NIL package, right? Both have good quarterbacks, good, both good positions. The only thing potentially, potentially roster-wise that may work against Florida State is are there too many weapons that have to be fed in this offense? Now that you have a Jaheim Bell, a Kyle Morlock, you know, now that you actually have – you know, Mark, uh, Marquise, Marquise Douglas, now that you, you know, what you saw what he could do last year, that would be the only other thing roster-wise that may turn him off of Florida State. Because the way, if you look at the stats last year of how Florida State distributed the ball, you didn't have, you didn't have two guys over 500 yards receiving, right? There is a lot of mouths to feed last year in an explosive offense from throwing the ball. Right, because I said Jordan Travis only threw for 300 yards more than the Ole Miss offense did, but Ole Miss had multiple 500 plus yard receivers. Right, they had close to three when you look at their stats. But Florida State added more weapons, more you know proven weapons into their offense. Right, so that's the part that may scare them. They may, you know, Lane Kevin may be saying they're you're not going to be able to get the ball you know, 50, 60 times to be able to get to a thousand yards. You may have a better quarterback at Florida state, but you may not be able to get the ball because they look at all the guys they added and they have coming back. Now look at us. We're, we're replacing receivers. We need a weapon, right? So that may be the only thing working against Florida state. If you looked at roster compass composition. So let me know in the chat. Do you think this comes down to just purely NIL money in terms of the, terms of the package? Do you think, Roster composition. Whose roster composition do you think is more enticing to a guy like Keon Coleman? We know he can play. 800 yards last year, definitely a 1,000-yard ceiling plus ceiling with a competent quarterback. But do you think roster composition works against Florida State or for Florida State? You know, if you were him, regardless of your fandom, who would you choose to go with? I, I, I think it will be an interesting battle. Once again, great if we can get him. I think it puts us over the top and will make us one of the most explosive offenses in the AC, if not the explosive. Most explosive. But I can see pros and cons of him coming here if I was in his shoes. So let me know in chat what you think this will come down to. Uh, I would love to have that discussion with you guys. We'll speak soon. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, uh, we'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll catch you up on any breaking news as it comes. Take care, y'all.